Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices, and blessings to all the laity. Today we will learn Dhamma about a story from the Mahayana tradition, which is really worth learning and knowing about. This story is called, The Buddha Doesn't Discriminate. So let us listen together. There was a group of children playing around in a certain village, and later there was a man from the caste of Shudras, This sudra caste is for manual labour and is the lowest caste. They had to use their physical strength for labour. This man was carrying some dirty things going through that village. This group of children didn't like the man who was working carrying these dirty things because he was of the low caste. And those dirty things had a disgusting smell. The kids were disgusted. A girl said that he was even making the beautiful flowers smell bad. The group of boys took stones and threw it at the male Shudra who was carrying those dirty things, and it so happened that the Buddha and Venerable Ananda were carrying their alms bowls going for alms round in that village. They tried to stop the children from what they were doing. And later a woman, who was one of the kids' mothers, gave alms into their bowl. Two of the children saw this and got some faith, and took some stones to put in their arms bowl. Venerable Ananda was about to stop them, but the Buddha said that it is good for them to take these things to put in our bowl. The Buddha had metta, kindness and compassion, and saw the faith of the kids. But Venerable Ananda wasn't aware of it yet, and was about to damage the faith of the kids. But the Buddha said that this was a good start, The kids have faith and so he would receive it, even if it was stones that they were putting into the bowl. We may remember in a past life of King Asoka, where he had given mounds of dirt as alms to our fully enlightened Buddha, and the Buddha received it. And later on, King Asoka was one with a lot of spiritual development who helped Buddhism to prosper, and he protected Buddhism with his full strength and ability and so he got the name Dhamma Asoka. He had the highest faith in the Buddha. Here we continue to listen to the story in this village. The Buddha saw the kids who were harming the Shudra, who was carrying the dirty things. The Buddha used his body to protect him, and the Buddha was hit by some of the stones thrown by the kids. Venerable Ananda was trying to stop it. But the Buddha called the Sudra and the children to come listen to his teaching. He wanted to tell them a story. The kids said that they had listened to many stories already, so they didn't want to listen any more. The Buddha had metta and the quality of patience. So he asked them if they had heard of this story about a very long snake. It was as long from this house to that house. So the children were interested to listen to this story about this snake. The Buddha told them that usually a snake has the head and the tail. As we know, the head has the eyes. Wherever it goes, it will slither like this. But one day the tail wanted to lead, because it had followed the head for a long time already. It didn't want to follow behind any more. 
because it thought it was smart, it was intelligent, so it wanted to lead. But the head of the snake didn't give in. But when it didn't accept, the tail of the snake wrapped itself around a tree, and the head of the snake couldn't go anywhere. So it had to let the tail of the snake lead out in front. The tail of the snake got its way, which had been a long time before it could lead like this. So it kept walking, leading like this in front. And when the tail of the snake was going forward, the head of the snake warned not to go that way because it was dangerous. There was danger up there. But the tail didn't listen anymore, and it couldn't see anything as well. So it kept slithering forward, slithering on. And they fell into a volcano pit. And both the tail and the head of the snake lost their life because of being stubborn. The Buddha said that the Buddha was like the head of the snake. He had knowledge and understanding in everything. He knew the path to end suffering. The kids were like the tail of the snake. They didn't know anything. But they thought they were smart. If they didn't want to listen to this story, they would be someone stupid and in the end they could lose their life. The kids slowly dropped away their ego and conceit. Some of the kids were very bad-tempered and still didn't want to listen. The Buddha gave an example of one boy who had a bad temper, and as he was walking, there were adults who said that this was a good kid, but it's too bad about his bad temper. And this kid got angry and harmed both these two adults. But in the end, the kid found out that he was really hot-headed and bad-tempered. So the Buddha asked the reckless kids that were bad-tempered whether they wanted to be like this kid. The kids likely had a bit of wisdom, so when they heard the Buddha say this, they didn't want to be like this, and so they could put down their ego and conceit. And there were some kids who had the conceit that they were very smart, they had heard many stories, and they didn't want to hear any more stories. So the Buddha gave the example that there was a traveller who went to go tour on a river. He had a vessel of food and was eating and enjoying the scenery. He was probably enjoying it too much, as he let the food vessel slip out and fall into the river. But the traveller thought he was very smart, so he took out his knife and made a mark on the boat and this was the place where they had to go back, the place where he had made this mark with his knife. This was when the food vessel fell. So when they reached the shore, he had the boatman look for it in the water. And the boatman asked, where did the food vessel fall into the water? The traveller said, it fell here where I made the mark. And the boatman said, you look like you are smart and intelligent, but actually you are stupid. When you made the mark, the boat was not still, it was being paddled all the time. You marked it like this, but how would I know where the vessel fell? This made the child who was deluded that he was smart lower his conceit and ego. And some of the kids had conceit, ego, and were stubborn, but the Buddha could reduce the children's conceit. Even the Sudra had the view that he was lowly and inferior and that he was not worthy at all. So the Buddha had the kids ask for forgiveness from the man. The kids didn't want to apologize because they thought he was of low status, and he did dirty things, worked with dirty things. 
and even the Sudra felt that he was the most lowly around this area, and he had received much criticism and blame. But the Buddha had kindness and compassion, and so he asked the children, Why are you disgusted by this Sudra? They answered that it was because he smelt, and he was dirty, and he worked in dirty places. He smelt bad, and he ruined the atmosphere everywhere. Then the Buddha asked them, Who was the one who made these dirty things? Aren't you the ones who made those dirty things? Will you clean it yourself? Will you organize to clean it yourself, so that there are no more dirty things left? You have forgotten what you owe this man. This person has cleaned it for you. He has handled these dirty things for you. You forget the debt you owe to this person. This is not right. So the Buddha told them a story of ones who forgot their debt of gratitude. There were some traders who were travelling in the sea, and there was a big storm that came, and it capsized the boat in the middle of the sea. They were swimming and about to die. All the people screamed out and thought they would die for sure. But because of their merit, or that their time was not up yet, There was a giant tortoise in the bottom of the sea which likely had felt that there were people who had fallen into the sea and were screaming out. So it had this feeling and it went to help and took the traders to the shore of an island. After the turtle had helped them, it was out of energy and so it slept. Here the traders were hungry and starving. They didn't know where they would find food because it was an island and they didn't have the strength to go anywhere else, and a wrong view arose. They had bad thoughts, wanting to take the life of the turtle as food. And many others thought the same way, and there were some who disagreed. They had an argument, but they took the life of the turtle, and it died. And later, the results of Gamma arose. Big elephants ran towards the traders, until they ran up the mountain and fell off it, into the sea, and ultimately they lost their life and died. This was because of forgetting their debt of gratitude. The Buddha asked the children if they wanted to be like this. The children said that they didn't want to be like this, so everyone started to reduce their conceit and ego. And to the Sudra who was listening, the Buddha came up to him, but the Sudra didn't want the Buddha to touch his dirty hands, But the Buddha said for them all to listen, and the kids sat to listen. The Buddha taught them that we people aren't high or low according to our birth. This birth, if we practice goodness, practice with sila dhamma, morality, then we can be high on the level of the mind. We aren't high or low because of the exterior. The Buddha's teachings are like a stream of water, and those who learn dhamma will gain coolness and happiness. Drinking this water, their thirst will disappear. And this left a deep impression on each person, and the Sudra later became a disciple of the Buddha. Venerable Ananda said that this teaching the Buddha gave made him gain a lot of wisdom. So we can see that it's just a story, but it's probably pulled from some real parts in the suttas. The Buddha taught us to understand deeply about the nature of the minds of people 
which is a mind that has Buddha nature already. If we search for this Buddha nature, we train to reduce ego and conceit. We have harmony and unison. We have love and harmony. And then our lives can be lived well. Because even if we are in a high position, we still need to have those under us. And those under us need to have those under them that are on the level of cleaning, whether in the office or the house. If we don't have those cleaning the house, then it would be difficult. We need to be supported by these housekeepers who do the work in the kitchen and clean so that we can live well. So everyone has worth and value. We should not look down on each other. Those trying to practice Dhamma should have sila Dhamma and goodness. We can see in India that the Sudra caste is the lowest caste, which have rulers, Brahmins, merchants, Shudras, which still exists in the present day. They still hold on to the caste system like this. But when the Buddha attained, he set a new lineage with no different caste. Everyone could develop this Buddha nature. But in this present world, there is still something like the caste system, which is looking down on others based on nationality, ethnicity, or skin colour, looking down and discriminating. Even people of the same nationality have prejudice. They look down, thinking, I have, I am rich. Those with everything look down on the poor and those with difficulties. These are some examples. So the Dhamma of the Buddha teaches us to be fair and not to discriminate. Because greed, hatred, delusion does not discriminate. It leads us to love, hate, disgust, fear. So may we learn and practice Dhamma. Then we will develop and prosper. So after you have heard this story, may we understand it and take the principles to practice with. May you all have Dhamma in your hearts.